Hello, everyone, and welcome to the... We're jumping in. Yes, that's right, that's right. Uh, (laughs) Our review of the Suicide Squad on the Cross Media Show on the Penultimate Conquest. Um, I copied this intro, and I completely forgot to copy the rest. Wow. Yes. Um, Today's topic is, of course, the Suicide Squad. Um... I already did that. Ah, Jesus Christ. Before we get into that, <laughs> before we get into our discussion, we've got a little housekeeping. If you're watching on YouTube, consider dropping a like and a subscribe. And don't forget to hit the little bell uh, to get notifications for all of our shows, like the Penultimate Game Show, the Marvel Mondays Initiative, which we just did, and Anime Nation. If you're watching on Twitch and have Amazon Prime, you have Prime Gaming, which means you have one free sub to give out. We'd love for you to give it to us. But if not, that's quite all right. No worries. I won't hold it against you. I mean, I will, but it's okay. Um, for those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Ruben, and I am the director of the Penultimate Conquest. Today, I am joined by the man who knows all things destiny and superheroes. Interesting. That's not what I wrote. Eric and yeah, well, I, had to, I had to change it up. I mean, obviously, I'm the superhero guy, Ruth. And that's why you hired me. Uh, yeah, that's sh- why it's sure. Let's that's go why it's why I do all that. But yeah, hey, what's up? What's up? It's like I haven't seen you in a while. You know? Yeah, I haven't seen you in like five minutes. It's crazy. Not even that. It's been like a continuous thing. Yeah, times are constant. You know? I haven't stopped looking at you for the last hour. Well, I mean, you can stop looking at me. That's not you. Okay. Okay. I have to see you talk, though. I mean, you don't have to look at me. You could. Yeah, I, I, I gotta bounce off your energy, Ruben. Okay, all right, so. all right. Okay. We also have the walking anime encyclopedia, the man who's crazy enough to think ravioli is just a sandwich, Ryan Smith. Ryan, how's it going? Doing good. Doing good. Excited to talk about this movie. Got a lot of thoughts on. It. Good. Good. And finally. The man who knows a lot about JRPGs and fighting games, John Rivera. John, welcome back. Hello, hello. I'm very excited to talk about this movie. Very into it. I mean, you wore the wrong shirt for it. What? What are we? Some kind of justice squad? Oh. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, this is the closest thing. It is the the like DCEU. I like it. League I like it. I like it. I got it. I got it for free. Some place was just giving them out for some reason. They okay. were just like, "Please take these Justice League shirts. We have too many." And I was like, "Okay, it's free." Wow, free. He's on selling. <laughs> yep. No, I'm, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I, I don't know how I got it. I think like it was a thing at like Think Geek, where they were like, "Buy two shirts, get one free. Here's the free pile." And yeah. I was like, oh. Okay. Now if that's that Snyder cut on it. They would have been flying off the shelves. Absolutely. Thank I mean, you. It Ryan. is. It's black and white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Gotcha. Okay. Right? You painted me in a corner. I was going to say the same thing that <laughs> Ryan did, but I guess you're right. Um, A little bit of housekeeping. Uh, This week, we're back to doing some shows. Uh, We just did our MCU rewind of Iron Man 3, and Eric, I got robbed. It should have been number three oh. as our number. Uh, oh, wait. Did the, people got to watch it. Yeah. People got to go watch it now. They don't know what number it is. They don't know what number is. You just said it should have been. It should have been. 
you know, numerically it should have been three because it is the number three. Correct. Who knows? Exactly. You know how you will know? Exactly. You know how you will know is if you go watch it. We talked at the same time. You we we didn't (laughs) we didn't rehearse that one bit. No, no. The Hulk is better than Iron Man three. This is why we don't have Ryan on the show that much. (laughs) I don't know about if I go that far. Okay, Ryan. But feel free to check out that episode tomorrow on Podcast Services or on our YouTube channel. On Wednesday, we are talking about some video game news on the Penultimate Games show. Xbox has announced a Gamescom showcase. Back for Blood had a crazy good beta weekend, and Dead Space is coming as soon as next year. Is it true? We'll find out on Wednesday. Um, we're gonna try to sprinkle some Halo Four multiplayer this week, maybe tomorrow or Thursday night, uh, depending on what's up. If I'm tired, we'll see. Ooh, nice green controller. That's not green, that's blue. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, that sounds like uh, you might want to get your eyes checked. That yeah, like yeah, yeah. Again. I think I have the same one. Yeah, for my PC. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Ooh. Got a white bottom. Mm, I don't like the white bottom. They should have just stuck with the blue. I know. I don't know why people are doing two tones mm. these days. It's a shame. Um, Tessa finally finished her playthrough of Resident Evil Village, which is all up on our YouTube page, so feel free to check that out. Did Ethan get saved from these vampire ladies? Did he just turn into a werewolf? We'll never know. Okay. We will never know. Unless That's you go check this out. saying you're not going to want... Oh, okay. Unless you go check this out. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess if you don't watch it, that's right. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm we'll just see. Kidding. We'll see. Um, so let's dig right into it. What were our initial thoughts on the Suicide Squad? I'm going to start with you, Ryan. So I came in with a medium amount of faith for this movie. Okay. Not overly hyped, but not like, oh, this is going to be Suicide Squad number one again. And I left fucking ecstatic that movie was it's just fucking rad that's the only word i can use to describe it it's just fucking rad hmm. it's okay. it's just a fun summer blockbuster it it's just fun so i gotta say did you watch it in theaters or did you watch it at home uh both i've done i've done a lot of watching of each wow okay all right john what did you think of the oh. suicide squad so the Guardians movies are my favorite MCU solo movies. I just really like how, I mean, in a single movie, he's able to take these very random characters and make them feel like a cohesive group and turn, the, turn like characters like Groot and Rocket Raccoon into like worldwide popular characters. And then in Volume 2, he brings a lot of like heart and warmth to those characters again. And I especially liked how uh, Nebula and Gamora like have that shared familial trauma with Thanos and then kind of builds up Thanos before you go into um, Infinity War and Endgame. And after a couple of minutes of watching Suicide Squad, it becomes very clear that just like Hideo Kojima was like, didn't get to make the Metal Gear Solid 5 he wanted to make, and suddenly Sony is like, hey, here's a bunch of money, do whatever you want, and then he makes Death Stranding. 
after getting kicked out of Disney, DC is like, make a good Suicide Squad. Just do whatever you want. We'll give you as much money as you need. It's R-rated. This is the new James Gunn of Guardians of the Galaxy, where you've got that heart and that and that hot comedic timing combined with classic James Gunn. That's just like raw violence and and gore and disgusting blood and guts and over the top um, ultra violence, and it just sandwiches into like the weirdest Oreo cookie you've ever had, and it's perfect. This is so much better than I was expecting it to be, and I was expecting us to get, like, a pretty good Guardians of the Galaxy-type movie. Okay. All right. Eric, what did you think of this? Um, I thought it was really good. Uh, I will say I kind of fell to the hypeness a little bit. I did kind of overhype it for myself going into this because I did see all the glorious reviews that came out for this movie. Um, and so went in little... Little, uh, I don't know what the phrase Hyped. I'm trying to use here for. Hyped. Uh, I was trying to put some flair on it, Ruben. Oh, my apologies. I put some flair. Uh, but jazzed. Yeah, Are and so um, I thought it was really good. Uh, I still think that I don't think it's my fa- it's not my favorite DCEU movie. Um, I still think that goes to like Man of Steel and you know Shazam and stuff. Uh, but this is really good. This is a really good film. Um, it was, I think DC has done the good thing of just, you know, ever since, you know, Snyder Snyder stuff with 2017 and everything, you know, we got Wonder Woman that year where it's just, Hey, let's just tell a story. It's all a cool story. It was really good. 2018, we got a fun Aquaman adventure movie. 2019, we got Shazam. 2020, we had fun Birds of Prey movie. I think they're finding that we don't need to try to out Marvel Marvel because you're not going to do it. So just tell some nice self-contained stories. I think he did a really good job with this. Um, definitely got James Gunn fingerprints all over it. Um, yeah. Good flick. Okay. I thought this movie was uh, by far, obviously, a much better film than just the original Suicide Squad. Uh, I hated that movie with a passion just because why would you send the Suicide Squad into a mission that Superman could have handled instantly, you know, like at least this was a covert mission that needed to be handled quietly. Like you can't have Superman just flying in, swooping in and taking care of Starro. This was perfect in my opinion. Uh, the only thing that, well, it was a little less than perfect. The only thing that would have made this perfect, just get rid of rat, rat catcher. He was the best part of the movie. I, I, hold on, hold on. Before you get, uh, before you kill me, I have a thing against rats. Okay, so I, I don't really want to uh, see a fucking shit ton of rats crawling up Starro and eating him from the inside out. You know. So did Bloodsport, but it saved him. <laughs> no, I'm okay. All right. No, yeah, she was like the heart of the film, dude. I mean, she was great. It was just her quote-unquote power, which just needed to go. You deal with rats all the time up in New York. No, I don't. You're not cool with them? No, you got got those 90-foot sewer rats up there. You think I'd go anywhere near them? No. (laughs) Not at all. Why would I go anywhere near them? No, I'm okay. I'm all right. Um, Do we have anything that we want to, like, actually get into? Ryan? Uh yeah, yeah, I okay. 
uh, I have to go in the same port of um, bounce off Eric here a little bit with trying not to out Marvel Marvel. These one-off DC stories, because at the moment that is arguably the biggest problem with Marvel movies is that you need now plus 10 years of continuity knowledge to get the full grasp of a movie, which is a lot to ask of somebody going into every movie. So a nice contained one-off story with characters that you don't need to know jack all about is really nice. And I think it gives a lot more... You can have a lot more fun with those characters. And especially killing off a lot of the characters, or like important characters from the first movie in the opening five minutes was amazing. Yes. Even though Captain Boomerang, the only good part of Suicide Squad 1, sad to watch him die. No, no. But... Why? Was... Why? Because he reminds me too much of you know who, and we can't have. I it. knew you were gonna say that. We can't I have. I mean, Batman, Batman is in Suicide Squad, so that's that's the best part of Suicide Squad. I always forget about the Lambo scene. I I, I genuinely forgot that Batfleck was in Suicide Squad. That's right. Because the Lambo scene is actually pretty cool. Ah, 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 ah. Yeah. No, we don't need that. We don't need that. Jared Leto should just. Focus on being a vampire. Jared Leto was also in that movie. I forgot about yeah. that. Just focus on being a vampire. He's the main part of that movie. Yeah, unfortunately. But no, that was something I really liked about it. And then just... I saw another person mention this online. The willingness to go just really cartoony crazy with the with Starro. Because Starro is a character that you either need to go full balls to the wall crazy with, or you just can't do them. Yeah, like there's no uh, way to futurize, Snyderize the uh, the weirdness of Storo. Yeah, he's a giant floating starfish from space that sucks onto your face and gets big. Like, not always do that. They did him perfectly, from the hive mind voice talking to just the design of him. He looked amazing. Big fan of Storo. Okay. John? Did you have um, anything you wanted to talk about? Uh, it's, it's narrowing it down. It's like there's so many, so much that I liked about this movie. I, I like how it plays on your expectations with the two-team Suicide Squad um, aspect. I, I thought it was pretty interesting. I was a little disappointed because I really expected Weasel to be like the... Uh, the Groot Rocket Raccoon of this movie, and it turns out it's actually King Shark, and Weasel like dies within the first few seconds. Yeah. Um. And so, like, seeing like that scene where just like a whole chunk of the cast just gets wiped out right at the beginning of the movie was, it's it's cool because it's also played for laughs. It's like equally funny and disturbing, especially when like it gets serious up. When Michael Rooker's character just like freaks the fuck out and tries to get the hell out of there right away, um, that part was oh really set the tone of the movie because it's both like funny because he's just like freaking out, but you're also like, no, that's what I would do in that situation. That's genuinely terrifying. Yeah. Eric, anything you wanted to touch on before we continue? Uh, no, not. Really, because I think all the stuff we're talking about in these questions coming up, uh, I will say that 
Um, I did not think this movie was as funny as everyone says it was. That's not a discredit to it. I still think it's a really good movie. I just don't think it was funny as everyone said it was. I think Guardians is way funnier than this movie. Okay. Um, Guardians one. Um, Guardians one is still my favorite James Gunn movie. Like that, I, I would put Suicide Squad at two. I thought this was a really good movie. I go Guardians one, Suicide Squad, the Guardians two. For like his three big, three big movies. I flipped that. Um, you flip. Oh, okay, gotcha. Guardians well, two. Look. Then. You see, I haven't even flipped the other way. I have Suicide Squad, Guardians 1, Guardians 2. I, going back to the Oreo analogy, I have Guardians 2 and now Suicide Squad and then Guardians 1 to yeah. the Oreo James Gunn sandwich. Right, me and John have the same list. Man, yeah. it's, it's going to be fun when we discuss which Guardians movie is better and that's going to be a good time. I mean, um, that's for another anyway, show. Anyway, we're talking Suicide Squad here. But yeah, yes. I just didn't think this movie was as funny as everyone was saying it was. I thought there was a lot of funny moments in this movie. Um, it was nice sometimes to laugh on a DC movie now because DC has just as many good characters as Marvel does. It's just mm-hmm. they haven't been utilized really well. Um, so, um, yeah. Let's well, get into these questions, Ruben. Well, thank you for that, Milton. Um, what were our thoughts? Oh, Milton? Uh, I get it. No? No? Is that not your name? It took me a sec. <laughs> um, what were our thoughts on the second squad? Like the characters as a whole, what did we uh, from? Let me rewind here for a second. From the DC fandom that we got last year and him introducing the whole Suicide Squad, I expected this to be Avengers Endgame level. Like in the oh, sense, what? meaning in the sense, like oh shit, you have all these characters. How are you going to get them all on screen at the same time? Like it was. I- a great way to just knock out like at least half of those characters, just get rid of them all in the first five minutes. Um, but yeah, I, I, I loved this, I guess, what was this called? Squad X squad. Why? I think it was yeah, Alpha it was and Bravo. The, the name for Suicide Squad Project X, but, uh, they were Bravo, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Off of team Bravo squad, Suicide Squad Bravo, whatever the fuck they were called. I think this was a great group of people to have on this team. Now, are we talking this squad with Bloodsport in them? Yes. Okay. All right. What are our thoughts? Eric? I guess I'll go. No. I'll go first. Um, So I I knew that things were going to be bad because if you look at all the marketing material and stuff, there was only one really shot they were showing with all the ones who died in the first five minutes. Yeah. And then, you know, you have that and you have the airplane scene that they showed. And that's it. Like, everything else, it was like Peacekeeper, Bloodsport and stuff. So I'm like, this is not going to go well. Some of them are going to die immediately. And then as soon as as soon as they jump out of the helicopters, oh, did you know the weasel couldn't swim? I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, they're starting this really early. And then, you know, because I remember watching a lot. Who the fuck is going to care about Blackguard and stuff and you know you immediately shoot Pete Davidson in the face yes. so it's just like oh you don't shoot him I, I should preface that um, yeah Blackheart and like I'm like okay alright that we're doing this I just did not expect them to kill Captain Boomerang in like the first five minutes Yeah, we that was wild we I guess it was maybe like hey let's detach everything you thought about from that 2016 movie um, I didn't expect, like, I knew, I think the, the killing of T, TDK was hilarious. Oh my God. Well, we don't know he's, he's dead. Oh, we don't he's, know he's dead. 
<laughs> they they to... zoom in on his face on the suicide squad like thing, and it does not say deceased. Yeah. And then they show his actual face, and he's coughing up blood and still he's breathing. flailing. Yeah. We don't Either way, it was funny when like, what's he gonna do when he just slaps around? <laughs> yeah, that was that the was, best part. That was great. But uh, yeah, it's wild. But uh, Squad Two, I thought it was really good. I thought Idris Elba definitely was really good. I didn't expect him to be this great. I really liked him, and it was interesting because it's gonna be like, who's gonna be the leader, Rick Flag or Bloodsport? And it's just clearly Bloodsport. He was yeah. definitely like leading everybody. Um, I really like John Cena as piece. I just like John Cena. Period. He was so good in this movie. He was so great. That dude's arms are fucking giant. Now, I will say this. I have a problem with John Cena and The Rock just coming in playing in movies in general, like just playing themselves. John Cena, this is by far like his greatest acting role of all time. Like the way he played this role, the way he played this character, like we saw that line from the trailers, like uh, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get peace. I'm going to, even if that means killing every man, woman, children to get it like perfect, perfect, absolutely perfect. But yes, sorry, continue. What's wild is that's an actual comic quote from peace, from a peacemaker comic or something it was in. I, I, Saw it in like a IGN like fun facts about Suicide Squid video, and they showed like the speech bubble, and I'm like, damn, they're they're like they know what they're doing with this movie with these like random characters that 90 percent of people haven't ever heard of. Yeah, it was just I think they really casted that perfectly. I think John Cena is one of the most underrated like comedy actors of our time. Every time I. He just pops up in a movie. He is so much funnier than I expect every time. Hmm. Um, I, I really enjoyed him in this movie. Uh, I like how during a couple of like the later scenes, you can tell that he's having his faith shaken just a little bit. It's not enough to make him stop, but it's enough to make him hesitate for a little bit. And I think that's... Pretty interesting that that character gets shifted just a little bit um, towards the end of this movie compared to everything else that's going on. Um, it's definitely like hinting towards the Peacemaker HBO show, which I did not know about until like I was reading reviews of this yeah. and they were talking about the post credit scene, and I was like, "Huh, interesting." Yeah, I didn't know about that either up until like. Uh, I- when I saw the post credit scene, I was like, are they making a Peace Walker movie? Peacemaker? I would love a Peace Walker movie. <laughs> yeah. tell you what. Get those, get those Miko Atsune mechas in yeah. here. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Ryan? What are your thoughts uh, on What did I think of King... First off, I fucking loved King Shark. Oh, God, man. I loved King Shark. He was just big, dumb, and wanted to eat people. And every time he did it was awesome. That was great. The dynamic between Bloodsport and Peacemaker was fantastic of buying for leader. The kill-off of all the dudes in the jungle was hilarious and awesome. Um, The emotional moments with Ratcatcher 2 I also think hit really well, especially the one with her father when they're talking about that and like his demons and everything. thought that was fantastic. And I think the most underrated person on the entire team was Polka Dot Man. 
Oh my god. I thought he was great. Perfect. He was He was hilarious. I thought he was the funniest part of the movie. Yeah. I think uh, Polka Dot Man I didn't expect much from Polka Dot Man because he's such a obscure character, but I think this was probably the greatest way you can introduce an obscure character like that. Mm-hmm. With um I honestly thought he was gonna be on Team A when they were start slaughtering people. Yeah. I was like, Oh, is Polka Dot Man gonna be here? Kind of like, oh, he's gonna die here. This is where he dies. Oh, but uh, I thought they handled it fantastically. Ildris Elba was fantastic. And then Flag and Holly, like the first movie, were the only good parts about it. it they did fantastic. Okay. Does everybody agree with that? I didn't like Flag at all in either movie. Oh, Flag, he was so much better in this movie than 2016. He's not even like. A, oh, yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah. But I just. Oh, yeah. Like his character, yeah, I, I didn't really I care. This character, I thought this one was really good because, like, even though, like, which is weird because I don't know why he's leading the Suicide Squad. He's not really a bad dude. They don't give off any bad vibes whatsoever in either movie. Just like, just yeah. Like he's supposed to be the the government representation on on the on the floors, um, or on the field. Um, like in the first movie, part of it was like if for some reason they're in a situation where Amanda Waller can't like oversee what's going on. He has the kill buttons as well to just do it himself. I um, completely forgot about that. So it, it's not <laughs> a great movie. I mean, you're forgetting about the best character of the first movie. Um, uh, the guy with the, the noose around his neck. I forgot. Oh, Slipknot, the man who Slipknot. can climb anything. Yeah. And climb straight to his death just right away. He's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And they kill him off in two seconds. Um, so I, I thought Rick Flagg was really good, especially at the end when, you know, spoilers for getting into this, when they find out that, you know, when Peacemaker tries to shoot him and say, no, I've been hired by Waller to make sure this gets destroyed. He's like, dude, they're doing this on freaking children. Like, how are you okay with this? And, it's, and just obviously the peace at any, any cost. So um, I thought that was really good. Yeah, Rick Flag was really good in this movie. Also, God, that fight scene kicked ass. Oh man, that was a dope. It was fight very scene. visceral. Yeah, it was really good. I also, again, spoilers, did not expect him to kill Rick Flag in this movie. I did not yeah, expect I, him to I, die I whatsoever. Either. I I like that fight scene because there's a lot of like grandiose, over the top fight scenes in this movie, and then that scene. Is very like Casino Royale, like gritty and grounded, like ordinary people just beating the well, very strong people, realistically just grabbing whatever is closest to them and trying to smash each other, stab each other. It's very interesting. What did we think of Flula Bork as Javelin? Because by far that was the best part of the first five minutes. Well, one of the best parts. John, let's start it off with you. Uh, I I am a sucker. This is a joke that's been told ever since I was a kid and probably before. I am a sucker for my dying words. You must use the dies before they can finish it. Um, and then to turn that joke into like Harley Quinn's arc of like trying to find purpose for this javelin sort of representing how she's trying to find, like, 
how she fits in this universe. Just, it's it's really, really, it really ties into, like, how the rest of the film works, especially with what we learned from Rat, Rat Catcher towards the end of the movie. It's just a bunch of people, it's very much like Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's a bunch of people with different um, motivations kind of finding purpose together. Yeah. Um, the, they're fairly similar, like, concepts. Obviously, this one is a lot darker since it's actual prisoners and not just random mercenaries that aren't necessarily uh, homicidal maniacs. But um, I, J- Javelin is just a very dumb character, and then they kind of give him a purpose by making his weapon, like, a, a prop that represents something greater than himself. Yeah. And that's pretty interesting. But, like, he was so swole. Jesus Christ. He got so jacked for this movie. Oh, <laughs> just <laughs> die. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, God. Yeah, that was good. It was the only one that could hold my javelin. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what did you think of Flula Borg's uh, First off, javelin? I want to say that was not the best part of the... Uh, I said one. One of the best parts. Okay. Because the best part was, it's a small moment. It's Pete Davidson in a guard, and Pete Davidson keeps reaching for his gun. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the beginning. Oh, man. But that no, was... I thought he was hilarious. And for a, a great way to just um, have this one weird story bit that will always kind of trail its way through the movie, I thought it was really good. That's what, that's what John said, like, for the metal and everything of all that. And I thought it was funny. I thought it was great. And I yeah. thought the use of the javelin at the end was fantastic. I agree. I agree. Eric. Uh, if we're talking about favorite parts in the beginning, and I know it was in the trailer, it's like, what What kind of dog do you think it is, mate? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was good. Um, yeah, it was... Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what it's, to talk about really with it's great because we're just doing an analysis of a five minute character <laughs> right right uh i thought uh, i love flu laborg uh, he's hilarious and everything he he's in um he was ridiculous yeah and it was so funny like building up to this movie like they had all the people oh you're in the suicide squad movie you're excited yeah really excited to be in this movie it's so fun to work on i'm like okay they're in it for like maybe 30 seconds of screen time who knows yeah. but uh yeah um, cause they told us like, you, people are going to die in this movie. And I just did not expect, I enjoyed this death stuff then more than like the Deadpool two, when that team just died immediately. Yeah, I enjoyed this way more. This one was way more enjoyable to watch. Cause they kind of built I, I, these I, I, guys I, I, up a bit where yeah, in they, Deadpool two, there's like a five minute scene where they just basically do the Rick and Morty. You son of a bitch. I'm in. And then die immediately. Well, this, they kind of introduced them, and, like, you got to know, like, a little bit about their personality, especially in that airplane sequence where you have Pete Davidson afraid of the werewolf, um, and then they all die. Yeah. Your names are letters? All names are letters. <laughs> all names are letters, dickhead. The star power of that team is what made me be like, oh, they're killing all these guys off right now. Oh, my God. What I would have given... Uh-huh. To see Nathan <laughs> Fillion survive this and go through the whole movie, oh, yeah. Oh, he's like, like in the prison break, like a C plot where like the whole movie's happening and he's just his there arms are every, still there. <laughs> every twenty minutes, we just see him trying to put himself back together. That would have been that would have been funny. It would have been great. It would have been great. Well, we got that with the end credits scene you know, on the weasel. Yeah. Oh man. 
It would have been so funny. Because he just like gets up and he's like, okay, I'm alive. And he just books it. He doesn't know where he's going. He's just going. Now there's going to be urban legends about a chupacabra. and that's, that's <laughs> Exactly. Oh, yeah, that's how it starts. So, <laughs> with an IMDb uh, rating of 7.6 out of 10, a Rotten Tomato score of 91%. And uh, this is common sense. I've never heard this website. Okay, I'm not going to use that. Um, apparently, Suicide Squad stumbled at the box office. Uh, Variety is reporting by uh, Rebecca Rubin. Um, it just didn't do well, which kind of sucks because I was really hoping for a win for DC, you know. Um, it says here, for a while, the box office looked poised, to, uh, poised for a comeback with a string of pandemic-era record opening weekends including a quiet place part two with 48 million f9 with 70 million and black widow with 80 million in june and july despite a few well-timed theatrical hits multiplexes aren't home free yet um the persistent uphill battle that faces the film industry was illuminated last weekend with the release of suicide squad the r-rated comic book adaptation had all the makings of a box office hit, stellar reviews, charismatic supervillains, and the cinematic anomaly of Sylvester Stallone as a digitized shark, which is perfect. However, the Warner Brothers movie fell short of expectations, earning only $26.5 million in the first three days of release in North America. The Suicide Squad generated another $35 million internationally, taking... It overall taking its overall tally to 72.2 million. Those figures, while not entirely unexpected considering the ongoing pandemic, are disappointing because the studio spent a massive $185 million to produce the film and at least $100 million more on promotional efforts in the hopes of steering its DC property in a direction that, that's both critically and com- uh, commercially viable. Eric. I have to go here in a little bit, so I just want to get some of these thoughts out okay. real quick. How are you talking about that? There are a lot of multitude of factors that went into this. Um, one, obviously, Delta variant going around. People were very, uh, like yesterday, I went to go see this movie in an IMAX showing, you know, at the Mall of Louisiana, uh, Louisiana. Yes. Uh, including the party, including my group. There was eight people in the theater. Yeah. On a seven o'clock showing. Uh, IMAX. Like, people are still probably hesitating to go to the movies. Two, this is on HBO Max, technically for free, if you have it. You don't pay anything extra. So, a lot. Of, I know, anecdotally, I saw on the internet, a lot of people were taking photos from home watching it on TV. That affected a lot. Three, this is rated R. Like, this wasn't like Suicide Squad 1, where PG-13. Yeah. Like, this was rated R, so obviously you, you're not going to get all the families on this, like you with all the other movies this summer. Uh, four, people probably still remember how bad the first one was. Yeah. Like, a sequel to that movie? Oh, God, why? Because obviously we have our finger... Uh, yes, us, uh, News Network here. We have our finger up the pulse <laughs> of all blockbusters and stuff. So we obviously know what's going on. But obviously the uh, normal movie-going audience doesn't really follow all this stuff like most people do on the internet. Um, so 
there's a lot of factors that went into this. Um, I'm just it, it is disappointing. I hope that they aren't discouraged by these numbers because it was really well. It received really well. I'm sure Warner Brothers liked the fact that the Suicide Squad movie they made or produced, you know, did uh, really well critically. Yeah, a lot of people like this movie. Um, so I know they said they want James Gunn back to do more stuff. So um, I hope we get it. Uh, final thoughts for me before I have to head out here. Uh, John was right. I, I was really excited with Starro. I'm just sitting there like they fucking did Starro in a movie. I yeah. never thought I'd see this shit ever. And then you're also right. Uh, what's it? Was it a you, Ruben? You were trying to say this. Like I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm like. Why hasn't Superman flown in yet with this kaiju-like oh, monster? That's what I said for the first movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, Amanda Waller was great in this movie. Viola Davis is perfect casting. I just want to say one last, one more thing. Uh, Ryan, you were wrong when you said that um, Harley Quinn and Rick Flagg were the only good parts of Suicide Squad. Uh, Amanda Waller is the best part of the original Suicide Squad. She is the exact same character in both movies, yeah. and she's perfect for what no, Amanda, Amanda Waller, Waller does. Like the ultimate was... bastard you just want to hate, but you know yeah. what she's doing is needed, and you're like, damn no. it. It's like at the end, we're like, yeah, the American government did this, and I'm like, fucking Waller. I swear, and it was nice to see like her people beat her up. Like, oh, oh my God, they're trying to go save children. Yeah. Um, and her hearing them on the radio, you guys are pieces of shit. <laughs> they will fucking die. Uh, yep. So I enjoyed that. Um, anyway, um, I really like this movie. It was really good. Uh, I hope that DC makes more of these movies. I hope. Um, Fingers crossed. Let, you know, let your creators make good stuff and you get stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So, um, with that being said, I got to head out. So I hope you all have a wonderful rest of the show. Okay. And, um, you know, bye. Bye. Bye, bye guys. Buddy. Subbing in for Eric is going to be King Shark. Um, Sweet. Uh, my brother. Yes. Just actually, that's not true. Shark family. Well, so, I was like, we need to switch for me off. Yeah, I know. Hold on. <laughs> Ah, uh, of course. Uh, yes. But yeah, um, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is something I wanted to bring up is that Amanda Waller, uh, Viola Davis does such a great job as her. And like I said earlier, she was really good in the original movie, even though it felt like compared to how much there's so much stuff going on in the original movie. And so I feel like she's not in it as much as she could have been. Um, so in this one, it's nice that she feels not like an idiot in terms of, like, her plan and stuff. Great performance in the first movie, but the way she's like, I want to take down this Avenger-level threat with a bunch of people who carry guns and someone who throws a boomerang really good. Uh, not so exciting. Um, Go ahead. I'm just going to re- uh, respond to Christian in the chat over here. It's time to admit Suicide Squad was not good. The um, Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad, thank you. Yes. Oh. Uh, did you there. see the first <laughs> Suicide Squad? <laughs> I'm most everyone's points so far. Okay, Christian, make up your mind. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, thank you. Thank I you. genuinely <laughs> like this movie, and I was just coming in for hee-hee-ha-ha ha, fun times. I did not expect this movie to, like, 
we keep talking around it, so let's just bring it up. The the scene where Rat Catcher takes her rat gun, rat wand, excuse me, her rat wand. Thank you. No, no, no. Her rat version of Doctor Who Sonic Screwdriver (laughs) and just goes, every rat in the country, go attack this giant starfish. And then it flashes back to her as a child being like, Daddy, that's not how she talks, but that's how I want to imagine she talks like, why why rats? Why do you like rats so much? And he's like, rats are the most worthless, pathetic creatures and everyone hates them. But if I can make them do cool things, maybe there's purpose for all of us. And I'm paraphrasing so it doesn't get spoiled for everyone else, but that scene made me cry both times because I rewatched this movie today. Oh my god. And watching that scene a second time, like, I cried more, and I, I did not expect that from this movie. Um, also, the just like the other Guardians movies, the soundtrack is on point. Yes. Lots of good songs in here. Every, every scene with a song in it really suits the vibe. Oh, opening with um, Johnny Cash. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Very mm-hmm. smart choice. Just Michael Rooker throwing a ball around. I love that we still have no idea what his ability was. Yeah, and we'll never uh, yeah, know. I, I looked it up. His character's supposed to be like a computer hacker dude. Uh, so, I don't know what they... I think they literally were just like, fuck this guy in particular. We'll just send him Yeah, we'll yeah just let's just put, put him in anything, you know? Oh, yeah. But... Uh, to go back to what we were talking about earlier about why we think it didn't do well, I think the two biggest factors are Delta variant spreading across the country. Right. And the R-rated movie. I, those don't typically... Oh, and HBO Max. All yeah. the things Eric said. Just straight down to it. Mm-hmm. Delta variant plus you can watch it at home for... What's HBO Max? It's so much expensive. 50, it's like 15 bucks a month if you want ad free, or yeah. I believe it's ten dollars a month if you want it with ads. So I'm just gonna say fifteen dollars a month because no one wants ads. Of course not. Mm-hmm. Um, and out of my friends that I know who saw it, I'm me and my two roommates are the only ones who went to go see it uh, in theaters. Mm-hmm. Everyone else watched it on HBO Max. So. I think once the max numbers come in, this movie will be looking a lot better. Right. <laughs> when the streaming numbers come in, uh, when Warner Bros. gets those at the table, they're like, all right, we may have not done what we want at box office, but, we but did the something. critics like Dick and the streamers, and it streamed a lot, so. Because I could definitely see if you were iffy and they, or like us straight up hated the first one, mm-hmm. just watching this for, because you can on a Wednesday afternoon, streaming it. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of movie. Okay. Do we expect a sequel? I know, like John mentioned before, that we're getting a Peacemaker show, but I mean, do we expect another Suicide Squad movie? Oh, uh, I I can't imagine like Warner Brothers wanting to like with all the good word of mouth coming out of this, and uh, I just I think they're. If they're smart, they're not looking at the numbers with, like, at the raw data by itself. They're factoring the fact the the current situation with the pandemic. Um, I mean, that's the whole reason why they're trying this experiment of putting everything they got on HBO Max 
And in this case, it's kind of turning out well for them because we thought a couple months ago that by now vaccines would be would be plentiful. I mean, in our country they are, and the situation would be fine, but because the vaccine numbers aren't there, it's mutating and getting worse. worse. Um, I know a lot of people that were coming out in like June and July, and then now that they've seen these numbers going up, they're like masking up again and not... Not as eager to be in public places, so I think it's much more. I I I feel like they will make a sequel, and I think the factor isn't so much do, if they consider this movie successful, but more when will it be safe to release movies in theaters again, yeah. and to make movies on that that kind of a budget, expecting that kind of a return from movie theaters. Okay, Ryan. For me, I actually think the next uh, next time we see these characters will be a Birds of Prey Suicide Squad movie crossover. Really? That's what I think. Because I think they, they see that both these movies did pretty well together on their own. And you could easily slide the worlds together with the use of Harley. That, mm-hmm. that you could easily just go through that and... Now that you have these two teams pretty solidified, you could easily just make an action movie about them taking on... Oh, you could pick any random DC villain that's, like, B-tier up, B-tier down, and be fine. Yeah. Like, let me see him fight the Penguin. Oh, I'll watch that. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. have Danny DeVito as the Penguin. Mm-hmm. That, that's the next film. <laughs> yeah, that's actually something I wanted to bring up. Another reason that contributes to this not doing well is that Birds of Prey also, it came out in theaters right when everyone was like, don't go into public spaces. Yeah. I ended up watching that movie on like Netflix seven months later. And I'm like, where was I in 2018? And then I looked at it and I was like, Oh, this movie came out this year. And then it just got lost in the shuffle. But like Birds of Prey, I forgot, but that is a genuinely super good movie. Um, and maybe not super good, but like a better than ex- it continues the upward trend that the DC movies have been having since um, since Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, Besides so, 1984. I'm like, there is no Wonder Woman 1984. That's, <laughs> That's right. right. I didn't watch. This. I, I yeah. didn't watch 1984 because everyone was like, it's bad. And I was like, yes. it almost ruined Christmas. <laughs> it almost ruined Christmas. <laughs> Uh, Christian's in the chat and he also says uh, Calendar Man be like today is August 9th. And I don't remember Calendar Man being in the movie. I could be uh, wrong. James Gunn played him. Really? No, yeah. yeah. Or no, no, Sean Gunn. No, Sean brother. Gunn. That is huh. brother. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. was this? Um, the guy that is like, oh, hey, Polka Dot Man, you're going to shit. Yeah. Oh, oh okay, 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 okay. I only can tell because he has tattoos. Tattoo tattoo yeah, tattoo yeah, yeah, right. Oh, man. That's the Calendar Man thing. Gotcha, gotcha, well, the, gotcha. Okay. Who remembers Calendar Man in uh, Arkham City? I do. Where, oh, he was one of the best parts of that game. Well, he'd just tell you dates. <laughs> yeah. Course. Yeah, tell you happy birthday. Based on your system's uh, calendar clock, he would mm-hmm. give you a fun story every holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like a Kotaku article once. It, they they had one for every one um, uh, conversation for every month of the year. Yep. So every day that it would happen, Kotaku would have an article saying, "Hey, talk to the calendar man for a St. Patrick's Day story mm-hmm. or a Dog Days of Summer story for August because." August right. doesn't have any holidays. 
Um, of course, I, I think we kind of already touched this. What was our favorite Suicide Squad member? John. I'm partial to King Shark. Yeah. King Shark was, I just, he is so, it's interesting because it's such a different um, route from what they did with Killer the Croc. Harley Quinn t- TV show. Oh. oh, and Killer Croc. Yeah. yeah. The other, um, I am an animal human hybrid guy. Yeah. That was very disappointing. Um, but this kind of goes the Groot route, but without the excuse of him being an alien, he's just, cause like, it's not just that he's dumb. It's like, clearly this man does not, is not a huge ranking member of modern day Atlantis society. Of course And in not. some, some comic books, he's like, yes, I seem annoying up on land, but in the fish world, like where I can speak fish language, I'm considered cool. But in this movie, it's just like, no, it is a shark human with above average shark intelligence. Be glad he can he knows what his hand is because right. he's a shark and sharks normally oh, don't have hands. Um, the fact that his thing is, uh, dead, uh, not dead shot, um, not skull, not crossbones. Fuck, there are too many of these dudes with skull masks that yes, shoot guns. I agree. Uh, I forget I his name. Peacemaker. No. no, 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 no. It was Idris uh, Elba. Oh, that's that's a uh, Bloodsport. Bloodsport. The fact that like his role in the movie eventually comes, Bloodsport points at something and goes nom nom, and he's just like ah nom nom, and just like violently, disgustingly devours yeah. raw flesh is yeah. just hilarious. That was our Avengers Hulk smash moment. That's yep. great. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, for me, I also have to go King Shark, but for the one of him during the rain walk-up scene, the team-up scene, where he just rips a dude in half with a lightning striking behind him. Yeah, badass. That just, that's just fucking rad. It's just fucking rad. Badass. He was great, and I have to give an honorable mention to Ratcatcher 2. They were, they were also fantastic. I'm going to go with... Uh, it's tough. It's tough. I'm going to have to go with my favorite character. Well, Suicide Squad member was Polka Dot Man. Just because, like, he was going through some shit, you know? Like, he was not well. He was not well at all. <laughs> like, oh, man, it was crazy. And I'm, I'm also going to say Harley Quinn coming back and winning me over, you know? She was fantastic. The The whole, like,. Her shooting the guy, the president, like, I'm sorry, I ever, if I, yeah. I told myself if I ever saw any red flags, I'd kill the next guy. And you killing kids, that's a red flag. Like, come on. Great. That's kind of a red flag. Yeah. Like, yep. that, the whole scene of her getting out of um, captivity, perfection. Yeah. Perfection. So, something I noticed on my second uh, viewing of the film you know how she's like delirious and singing some kind of song while yeah. she's getting tortured with the electricity. The song that plays as she es- escapes is the song she was singing. Oh, I didn't know like, that. Somebody, some mama, come save me. Eventually, like when you get to that like part where she's like mowing down dudes and the flowers are coming up, that guy starts singing that line, and that's a cool way where they sort of tie that stuff together. That I really liked. Um, I, I also really liked Harley Quinn in this movie. It I forgot because if I, I kind of watched it a lo- 
like a year ago feels so long ago, but like I genuinely like by the end of Birds of Prey like realized that I like Harley Quinn at being played by Margot Robbie, and this like brought all those feelings back watching her do this, and like this is definitely the best way they've taken this version of the character. Yeah. In these movies, um, so I I also really enjoyed her. I just thought shark eating humans was really funny, and I liked that a lot. I agree. I agree. I do. I also think that this was probably our best version of Harley. Uh, even though she was in Birds of Prey, I think this was good. And like I said, the best version we've seen of Harley, just because like, again, that moment where she decides to shoot the guy because of mm-hmm. red flags, like, I'm glad she's finally realizing like, oh, maybe that's not a good look for me. Maybe I should just do what I do on my own and be this crazy person, but as it's as my own identity, I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think what I like about it is it feels like paying off to Birds of Prey because in Birds yeah. of Prey she is kind of just like floundering around aimlessly, just kind of like fucking shit up just for the heck of it. Yeah. And in this, like, I, that's part of why I love the javelin is like she's looking for a purpose, and that's yeah. why she keeps carrying this giant spear everywhere. Yeah. Um. I think either one of us had said it or I was listening to Kind of Funny's Suicide Squad review today. And it, somebody had said, like, she's looking for the purpose of the javelin, but she's also looking for the purpose of herself in this universe. And it was like, oh, my God, that was perfect. And she eventually found it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was me. It could have been you. I think it was you. Um. Also, I, I like I like Peacemaker, but I I feel like of all the Suicide Squad people in this movie, Peacemaker is the only one that's like, no, that's a genuine bad guy. Like yes. he's not a bad guy <laughs> no, with the yeah. heart of gold. He is just an asshole. Yeah. He yeah. like and and that's why like the whole part of the movie where they save the day doesn't have him in it because he's knocked out cold because he would definitely be like, no, I'm gonna kill you all myself. Yep. Um. I'm interested to see what they do with the Peacemaker show because the way John Cena plays that character makes me interested in seeing more of it. Yeah. Um, he, he, he just, he, he does, there is a way to play that character where you ironically are like, okay, this guy is the good guy. He kills people for the sake of peace in America. But the way John Cena plays him is he 100% thinks that and nobody else is falling for it. Yeah. And I like that because so it's one of those character where if you play it the wrong way, it becomes sort of like a, um, fight club situation where people who are assholes are like, I like peace walker, peacemaker because America and da, 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 and they don't get it. And I feel like it's, you have to be especially dumb to not get that peacemaker in this movie is a huge asshole. Yes. Oh, he's walking a better. thin line between being a good character and a Punisher sticker on a truck. Yeah. That's the best. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Having said that, let's move on to some plugs. Ryan, where can people find you? People can find me at Ryan the Line 3055 on Twitter for hot takes uh, where I'll be, usually here on some sort of capacity. And uh, what else I'm up to on the wide world of the internet? Okay. John, where can people find you? 
Uh, I am at Noisy Shark uh, on Twitter. Um, I moved into my new place. I'm still unpacking things and arranging stuff, but at some point I'll be trying to get get gameplay videos recorded and start making reviews of stuff. I'm probably going to make a review for the New World Ends With You game because that's been the thing I've been most excited about this year because um, it's a sequel to a game that I fell in love with in 2008 and I've been begging for a sequel this entire time and we, we got it now, so I just need to beat, need to beat it. Okay. And as I've said before, you can find me on this channel uh, next uh, this week. Like I said in the beginning of the show, we're doing a penultimate game show on Wednesday, talking about Xbox, talking about Dead Space, talking about uh, Back for Blood. Um, and we will probably be doing some Halo 4 multiplayer this week and maybe some Phasmophobia. Let's see. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Christian? Iron Man should be higher in our ranking. Have a good night.